0: All right, welcome to the Hope City Drip. This is a podcast where Ben and I we are going to be talking about the mission and the vision of our local church here in Clinton, Iowa. And so, whether you're a stay at home mom and you have littles running around, or whether you're a shift worker and you have long, weird commutes, we hope that this podcast is helpful uh, for you to digest. the uh, yeah the mission, what we're about as a local church, uh, making disciples, um, reaching the city, and, and really restoring and renewing Clinton. And, and so we hope that this podcast is helpful for you. So on this podcast in particular, we're going to talk about um, how we celebrate the gospel, how the gospel of Jesus is something that isn't just words in the Bible, but it's something that we actually believe and that we have joy in celebrating. Um, la- this last weekend we had um baptism we uh we, we like broke away from the familiar rhythm of meeting in the building that we meet in and we went up to eagle point park uh the north pavilion if you're familiar with that it's just a hillside with a you know a sweet simple pavilion with some picnic tables under there and uh and a spigot that we filled our horse trough with and then we dunked the dude dunked the dude he dunked the dude it was awesome and, uh, and so I had a good time and I feel like, um, those moments really highlight for me, I don't know about you, but they highlight, you know, the tone that we're striving for, um, in the Christian life, mm-hmm. just together in community partying together, mm-hmm. um, because of what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And so I don't know, what was your perspective on, on that, uh, and thinking through that? It was cool.
1: Um, I think baptisms, our, any baptism service i've ever been a part of are like a celebration uh and it's like a <laughs> it's a glass case of emotion because like you have <laughs> what is that off of uh anchorman ah anchor man yes because you have like it's you're probably joking a little bit you know they are laughing and then some dude sitting or some person male or female is sitting in water right that's just they're kind of having an awkward time while they're right. talking talked about and right. everyone's looking at them so it's like a funny you know happy occasion and then like the the woman i was sitting next to on sunday for our baptism service is someone near and dear to my heart and she was like crying cuz like okay. it's just like it's a big deal like and, and yeah. you know it's, it shows the grace of god and like all these things and it's like and so you get all of the emotion spectrum so it's like i don't know it's just cool it's like a
0: is that a weird way to talk about your own heart You were sitting next to a woman who was crying. Was that you on the inside? You were just like trying to, like, (laughs) I was actually sitting by myself, like, over the corner. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's a
1: woman next to me, you know, (laughs) was crying.
0: (laughs) But you said a funny comment earlier about baptism.
1: Well, we were talking about the way that we do, we did our baptism service. Oh, yeah. And and this isn't a rag against how other churches do baptism service. There's not a, but they're all
0: worse than the way we did it. Yeah, that's accurate.
1: And uh, I don't know. Red Rocks down in my church that I went to in Austin. Yeah. The f- I don't know if they did it this year, but the first year they did baptisms, they went to a boat landing into the lake in mm. April. The water was cold. They said. Oh. But they like literally were out in the water and like they had like I think twenty or some people came Dang, baptized. That's so and they cool. They just walked out like and they they had a camera guy I think. Someone out in the water with like obviously like not getting the camera wet, but they have really dope production crew anyway. So like the videos were cool. He's
0: holding his red epic up in the air and it's like this fifty thousand dollar camera you can't get wet. In a Ziploc bag. (laughs) (laughs) But it was it at Eagle Point Park. No, it wasn't. That's where the point but it was at like a pretty prominent place.
1: Oh okay. It's a close second. Is it on the
0: Red Rock? No. Oh.
1: Is there a Red Rock in Austin? There is. No, because Red Rock's is coming is out of Colorado. Oh, is there a Red Rock in Colorado? Well, there's Red Rock's amphitheater. Zero tie to Red Rock's church. I don't even think they've ever had a service But is there an actual Red Rock? I think it's just rocks that look red, like mountainside. But are they red? red.
0: I picture Colorado being blue, like a can of Keystone or something. You're thinking Coors. Coors. Gosh. Whatever. (laughs) You know all the marketing they try to get us with, cold as the Rockies. I picture everything being blue. There's Red Rocks up there? There's some, some of the,
1: we're getting way off track. If you're listening to the podcast right now, we will get to the gospel at some point. <laughs> Thank you for sticking on with us. Uh, this podcast is brought we, to you by yeah, Tom Foley. I was just going to like, what's our sponsor this week? <laughs> um, anyway, so our service, we normally do a normal church service for any other Sunday. You know, you go through liturgy, we do song, sermon, songs, fellowship, Yeah. you know, Hour, 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 fifteen service, Maybe, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever that sounds we are. All right. So this for baptism, we did. I don't know. You did one. We did one song. Yep. Did like a prayer. You you did like a three minute sermon. Yeah, it only took up one page. Three to five minute sermon, and then a community prayer. Uh, I can't remember if we did songs before or after baptism. We did a song
0: after. We just sang Amazing Grace. So then, yeah. so
1: we baptized. We had one person, so that's obviously not going to yep. take as long. Baptized song. Yep. Doxology. Boom. So all in all, like 15 minutes? Yeah. I mean, it could have been more than 20 minutes. Yeah. And then we partied. We made more room for
0: party. Yeah. So I said. And I by party, can't... you mean picnic. Yes. Picnic party. Picnic but not party. like a lame picnic where you're like, you are there for the Oreo delight, dirt delight, you know, and then you like dip right afterwards. Yeah. We, we hung out. No, we we partied. Yeah, we partied. We uh
1: had some uh
0: bags tournaments and uh Yes as in there was
1: three games of bags that were played and uh Total, yeah. I may have won all three. You so did not win all three, did I you? I did. Did you really? Yes. Wow. And anyway, besides of that, I It was because your partner, not because of oh, you Oh, definitely. Definitely. I know she's gonna listen to this, so I have to give her some credit. Yes. My partner was very draining those bags. Uh we did a mullet of church services. We had the business in the front, but That's the right. longer party in the back. <laughs> so anytime we That's do it, about. now our baptism services are called mullets,
0: mullet church. Okay. We need to remember this from here on out. We have to remember this because this needs to be a thing.
1: And then our sign, when we do it, like when we get to a point where we have TV screens and we're doing announcements on those, right? We have Jesus with a mullet.
0: Yeah. Like who hot has that like white basic face? Yeah. We need to have like, yeah, Jesus with a mullet face. And that's our baptism sign. Right. You know Hope City's going to have a baptism because you see that Jesus mullet And that's mullet the shirts sign.
1: we give to people when they get baptized.
0: <laughs> Don't stop. We ne- <laughs> <There's-> <laughs> Don't stop or you're fired.
1: <laughs> we just need to do podcasts when we're brainstorming for church because that's when our best ideas get All right. Us.
0: Yeah. Get the full focus out because yep. now we're going to start doing this thing. All right.
1: Michael Hyatt, where are you at? We need you to take notes. So unless you
0: have something else to say. I got one question to ask you. Okay, go ahead. What did you see? What did I see? Oh, yeah, we were supposed to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you see? Um, what do we see? What do I see? Oh, okay. So I did write a blog about... You did. Um, It was very well done. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, it was about the census data that came oh, out. Oh, I
1: was going to say that one was well done, oh, but your, your letter to one. the editor
0: was good. Yeah, the a letter that. to the editor. Um, So I wrote a recent blog today. It was really, I was just thinking through a friend of mine shared with with me a Des Moines Register article. And you got to be a member to read this article. So he ended up downloading it, sharing with me. And the census data officially came out. Clinton uh, lost 9% of its population from 2010 to 2020. And so in in a span of 10 years, uh, it went from, I don't know what 9% more of 24,000 is but it went from whatever to 24,400 something. Mm-hmm. So we have like 24,000 people here now. And, and it, made a, it made a thing about it. It said in the article, it was like, the article was about Dallas County being the, yeah. it's like a Western suburb of Des Moines metro. And that, that county went from like, 90,000 to like 100 some thousand or something like Mm -hmm. that it was ridiculous and so it experienced this huge boom in population And then it went through all of the other counties and cities that experienced a ton of population growth and it got to Clinton And it said it was basically like this Like here is the fastest declining Mm -hmm. town in Iowa and they said that we never recovered from the uh, the 2008 recession and I said that to my parents and they're like we never recovered since the eighties farm crisis. And, uh, and then I was like, we never recovered from the garden of Eden (laughs) for real though.
1: Yeah. Uh, we never recovered from the lumber fall.
0: Yeah. The great fall of the lumber barons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here we are. And I'm like, well, yeah, this could be a whole, this could be a whole conversation for a podcast, but my basic, Thing was that I was trying to raise awareness to for people anyone that the six people that read my blog um, They they would have read um, I'm fond of the word reformer I I love the reformation uh, And the theology that came out of that era of church history, but the word reformer G.K. Chesterton writes it implies form there's a shape that we're trying to um, Conserve or get back to or or get to like Mm -hmm. so Uh, To have any sort of real progress, we have to have a vision for like what we're moving towards. And so I was thinking about, you know, Clinton and everybody talks about, oh man, what could have been and all what used to be and like everyone, like so many people are negative about Clinton and and that implies, well, if we're going to change something about this, we need to know what we're changing to because we can't go back. Um, we can't rewind the clock. And even if we could, like, we wouldn't want to go backwards. I mean, it's not like Clinton in its glory days was the new Jerusalem, you know, it wasn't heaven on earth. And so from a Christian perspective, you know, I think it's interesting to ask yourself what, um, vision of a city, like if you, if you had all the keys to the kingdom, if, you know, the mayor came walking up to you and handed you the, the gate of the city and you were able to do whatever you wanted, if it worked that way, mm-hmm. uh, what would you do? And, and, and what would you base your plans off of? You know, what, what map in front of you or vision picture in front of you are you basing your work on? What are you looking off of? And I just think that's what we're all called to do as Christians is we're called to go build and form and shape um, the world around us uh, and labor for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so we're all in this great project as reformers. We're all reformers as Christians. If we care about changing the world at all, we're reformers. We're either reformers with good theology or reformers with bad theology. and But we're all theologian reformers. And so anyways, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So what did you see this week?
1: I actually just saw it on my way here. Yeah. Um, was coming in on the bypass, hit Main Avenue. Are you talking about the house I'm trying to get you to buy?
0: <laughs> Never
1: mind. That as well. That was point two. Yeah. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, but the. Is that the intersection of the bypass and Main Avenue? I, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. I believe it's like a 9 11 memorial or something there. Oh. And now they're putting that like blacktop. Yeah. I don't know what's. But that I think was, it is. But it was a. Uh, the black new blacktop patch was full of cars and they were like over cleaning that area. Really? And there's a lot of, um, older people and and it was really cool to see just out caring for the community and like making that area beautiful. I'm right. sure they're all in the same purpose or committee or something, but it was really cool to see. That's I really sweet. enjoyed seeing that. That's sweet. It was motivating.
0: Yes. Cause it was like actual action. Someone yeah. was taking and had a positive impact.
1: Cause it made me think if that's, it made me think of the purpose for because I, I take that bypass route a lot coming up to here. So I see that that blacktop patch, and I'm like, "What are they doing? Like, what are they building What here? are they doing? What are you doing?" Yeah, and it's I'm like, "Oh, are they building it so people can park there and walk to the memorial?" Yeah, and like interact. Yeah, and these people were taking time. Probably not. I'm gonna put a lot of money on it. They're not getting paid. Yeah. to go beautify
0: this area and they cared enough about it to do it yeah that's sweet so let me ask you this then <clears throat> in, in just a couple sentences why should we care about that as Christians like that specific act like like caring about a, a memorial in Clinton hmm specifically that let's because memorials are vague because it depends on the memorial let's just assume it was a 9-11 memorial why should we care about that as Christians The biggest thing I have, and this is like kind of a
1: blanket write off. When I think of like steward, like I think of being a steward of the earth. Mm-hmm. So I think of like, and you can get like mowing the grass and putting chemicals on it, it isn't stewarding the earth. But like, <laughs> I think just that's like the biggest thing I like. They're just, yeah. we're just like taking care of and like beautifying God's creation. Right. And just making like, in just like yeah being a good steward I guess and like right. having good heart and intention behind that right that's like the first thing i think of what yeah. do you think of
0: mm well okay if it's a 911 memorial i think number one there was human beings that died in that mm-hmm. and every life has value yeah and it was a horrific event um and so it really took a blow to human dignity and so we should remember that um in order to pray for those who experienced similar suffering and, and for the families that continue to experience fallout from that event. I also think that there is a sense in which, you know, um, well, this is relevant with the Afghanistan stuff yeah. going on right now is that the government, like under King Jesus, the government is ordained by God to restrain evil. And so every war memorial, in my opinion, um, You know, like no war is perfectly just, you know, it just doesn't exist like a perfect war. Like it's an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. And so there is a sense, though, in which that that people who sign up to fight like they're thrust into these places, these these combats, that there are real human beings that they're able to save. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, like the role of government itself, having a stable government, having a military that's able to defend a government so that it stays sa- stable is so essential for human flourishing yeah and so um you know without getting into a bunch of politics on like whether we should be in afghanistan or not be in afghanistan all that stuff um i think in general government and military having a military and recognizing those troops as doing a good thing for society and for culture yeah. i think is worth remembering yeah their sacrifice yeah um i was just thinking
1: of something Kind of along that lines, but uh earlier today I was driving and I was thinking about the Afghanistan stuff and I was trying to think of like Taliban and mm-hmm. Al Qaeda and I was trying to think of like who they are, what they stand for and all that stuff and I couldn't think of it and I'm like, how amazing is it that I am in America, mm-hmm. a free country, protected borders mm-hmm. and granted, you can talk even more about being in small town Iowa that I don't have to know what that is. That doesn't affect my life. Right. And I don't say that to like be arrogant, but I'm saying like we are beyond blessed. Right. And like, it just made me really respect like military people and like our soldiers. And Mm -hmm. the fact that like we have people that protected that for us and fought for us. Right. Like, and I was thanking God for it. I was like, this is, yeah, I I pray this for everyone. I wish, you know, this in every country that they had that same thing that they didn't have to worry about. Yeah invasion from a whatever yeah demonic force of terrorists
0: yeah i mean a stable government that has peace and prosperity for its people is is a miracle Mm -hmm. i mean when you look at human history i mean there's uh, like most of human history is tribal warfare and so getting to where we're at now um you know it's a miracle to have so many nations that are at peace and providing prosperity for them. Yeah. And not that everyone has prosperity. I mean, I know that there are people that still suffer, but it's it's a miracle that we're not at constant war with our neighboring nations, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, man, this could be a whole nother podcast on That's the role good. of government and all that I'll kind say, of stuff. i
1: say, we started up here, and we're just flying down the rails.
0: So I just want to read a little section of Scripture because go back to our uh, value of gospel celebration. Like, we want to... Um, Like the gospel is the center of everything that we're doing you know the finished work of christ we want to proclaim that as like the main thing and making disciples is the main thing and so when it when you talk about the gospel i think it's helpful to talk about um you know what comes with the gospel the gospel when you speak it doesn't just exist on its own it comes from a person's mouth you know it comes from an attitude it comes from a community And so there is, like, people who don't know Jesus interpret the gospel uh, based on who it's coming from in a lot of respects. God uses the, the, you know, you've heard the expression, the medium is the message. Mm -hmm. You know, the form in which the message takes is the message itself. And I think that analogy breaks down some places, but I think it's helpful to think through, like, for example, if someone says, you know, if I'm going to preach you the gospel of North End Dairy Treat up here in the North End, and I say, um, yeah, the ice cream is pretty good. You'd be like, huh? really? It's like you don't seem very pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I said that about Jesus, like, please you can come to church. Come you can come to church with my church if you want. And it's like, no, I'm not going there. Your church, if that's how your your attitude is about it. Mm-hmm. But if we're like, dude, Jesus is the best person ever you know like his work on the cross gave me new life and i have new life and our come just come on come to a come see us
1: have you ever had raspberry ice cream at north end dairy <laughs> tree
0: jesus is way better come on <laughs> that's what i'm talking about so let me read this familiar passage in acts and it gives us a snapshot on the of the community that the gospel is coming out of it's like soil of the gospel that's coming out of and and god blesses it he says And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food, and zoom in here, with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who are being saved. So, I mean, simply put, we get a snapshot of a, a community that is really close, really loves one another, and they have joy, and that soil there that community the gospel goes out of that community and multiplies Mm -hmm. and so at hope city i mean i want to be a community that is like that Mm -hmm. i want to be a community that like when people interact with our people they're like there's something different about these folks and so i don't know i don't know what do you think about that like have you've experienced that certainly and maybe not um like our church hasn't been around very long and so we're still doing some of the heavy lifting to kind of establish the culture but like have you been a part of friend groups or cultures or whatever that seem to just radiate the joy of Jesus?
1: Sorry, I'm not hesitating to like think of that. I'm, I had a thought process, yeah, like I had a thought that I was going to say, and now like that doesn't apply here, so I'm like, <laughs> I really have to change my like changing your gears. Like
0: you, I was we like, can go oh. back to the thought and then jump back over <clears throat> to what I've we been
1: the way you're talking about changing the culture and stuff was. It doesn't, it's not necessarily being a culture of Jesus, but when I was in high school, yeah, um, I think we even had shirts for it. So we were like, our class was really good at sports. Okay. Humble break. Okay. <clears throat> I had nothing to what do with really it. What you really
0: meant to say was, I was pretty good
1: at sports. No, <laughs> I was not. I'm one and on record. I was not. And uh, You're probably okay. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, we had a thing, like the coaches always told us we need to change the culture. And we had some quote oh, yeah. on yeah, the yeah. back of like one of the shirts, I think for lifting. They were saying stuff like that when yeah, I was a senior. But it was yeah. just like cuz there was this con- it's the Clinton culture of mm-hmm. ah, we suck, you know, blah blah blah, just kind of make it through and it's like no, we got to change that. Right. And we did. And right. We did. I mean, hopefully it lasted. I don't I don't know, I'm not around the high school anymore, but Yeah. Uh, that's when I think of when you said reform and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of yeah. sacrifice too to not be you're kind of motivated in that sense. We are motivi- motivated by what not to be. Right. But it takes a lot of work to like show up. And right. And consi- be consistent and do the right things. I think that goes for anything when you're trying to change any sort of culture. I agree.
0: Um, there is a... Oh, man, there's a section in here. In a, in a, it talks about how... Well, we know that as Christians, the spirit of God fills us. And that's the source of our joy. You know, and John... The gospel of john he says that those followers of jesus that abide in jesus um like in your abiding in the obedience like when you're attached to the vine when you're when you're living in relationship to jesus his spirit fills us and um fills us with joy the fullness of joy and um that i feel like is different from a football team Mm -hmm. i I think oftentimes about the ways in which christianity is distinct Cause there's cool things we can praise about like the football team or even, you know, I have conversations with people that are like, yeah, let's just be positive about Clinton. Let's just be relentlessly positive. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But what's your source of positivity? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, unfounded optimism is just insanity. You know, you're walking around, it'd be like somebody walking around their burning house being like, it's totally fine. And then they go up in flames. It's like, it just doesn't work that way. Um, But Christians, it's the other end. Like, it's like, we have a source of real hope that even though maybe on the outside things are burning down and crumbling, the inside is being renewed. Mm -hmm. Whereas the secular person who doesn't know Jesus doesn't have that hope. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have flimsy positivity. Whereas we have like robust joy.
1: So if I was, uh, if you're telling, if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm not a follower of Jesus and I'm like, okay, Mr. Nick, if you, you are talking about this joy stuff a lot. Uh-huh. So you want to restore downtown Clinton. Uh-huh. All these old crumbly buildings. What, where does Jesus, why does your joy from Jesus.
0: Turn them all oh. into churches. Make. <laughs> <laughs> Get all
1: the steeples. <laughs> can finish your thought. i rude there. <laughs> yeah, that's, doesn't matter. That worked. Okay. Right there. But what, what joy, your joy from Jesus. How does that motivate you to want to restore Clinton? Why does your joy propel you to do that?
0: Well, okay, so, I mean, Christ is king over everything. I mean, um, we sing, you know that benediction we sing, all things? Mm -hmm. Um, That's from Colossians, where he is... um, He's reconciling all things to himself. There it is. So Christ the king, he's preeminent over everything. This is Colossians 1. He's king over the universe, not just the church, not just over individual Christians' hearts, not just a spiritual realm and nothing else. He's king over everything. And it says, um, for in him all the fullness of God, this is Jesus, in Jesus was all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things. So reconciliation is like making right. All things, um, whether so, all things being downtown buildings as well as human souls. I believe, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. So there's this sense in which if if a Christian is redeemed by the blood of Jesus, so that's first and foremost what reconciliation has to happen. So if someone's listening to this who's a non-believer, I would first say, hey, uh, God's desires for you. You're more important than buildings your your soul is eternal you will you will you were made to be in relationship with god and that building is not made to be in relationship with god in that way mm-hmm. and so your soul needs to be reconciled to god so repent turn from your sin follow jesus and you will be led into eternal life now god then opens up the doors of possibilities for purpose and now he's saying go and be uh, elsewhere in the bible paul says that we're ambassadors we're like taking with us that mission of reconciliation, and we know that God made the world good. So I can stay, say with a straight face, um, all the stuff around here—buildings, water, you know, the river, the grass, the trees—all that stuff is good because God made it good. And so anything that's fudged up and mucked up from bad work or pollution. Or anything is sinful. It's a product of the fall. It was never intended to be that way. So, if there's decaying downtown buildings, my desire is for those buildings to be used for economic activity, um, because good, profitable economic activity lifts the whole city. It helps us feed our people. You know, our families can ha- have a flourishing life, and uh, and can be housing. You know, if there's houses, uh, apartments that go above or whatever. So those where people can live, safe places for people to live, mm-hmm. and so you know, seeking the welfare of the city is not just a spirit. And this is, let me pick on Baptist a little bit. I'm a Baptist. I grew up Baptist. I'm, I would still consider myself Baptist, even though I love Reformed theology. But Baptist typical culture of a Baptist person is to is sort of escapism and retreatism is to say, oh, the world's really messed up, but God's going to come rapture us out of it as long as we sit around and read our Bibles enough and share the gospel with people. And so there's this sort of aloofness that a lot of Baptists have to participating in more like non-spiritual stuff. Mm. But whereas this is where the Reformed tradition is a little more robust, so like John Calvin and Abraham Kuyper and some of these other guys, they would say, actually, Christ is king over all. Christ is king over everything, so it is his desire for all things to be brought into reconciliation to the king, including apartment buildings, your house, streets, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's cool. Uh, There's a buddy of mine who's fond of saying that your theology comes out through your fingertips, Mm. and I really like that. I dig that. Luther said stuff like that too. Somebody asked him, like, what is a shoemaker? How does he do Christian work? And he says, make good shoes that's Christian work. And I find that to be really cool mm-hmm. because we're not saying don't share the gospel at the expense of fixing buildings. Yeah. We're saying both. Share the gospel and uh, fix these old buildings. And I think only Christians have a robust worldview um, to actually make a compelling case why that all fits underneath one umbrella. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that even, I feel like I, I like was that. rambling. I like it. Okay. Where are we going with that? I mean, this whole
1: podcast is kind of odd. It's, <laughs> it's just it's all good. over the place. Um, we should could have just done a QA, Facebook Live. Right. Write in the comments what we you should think do we that. should talk about next. We should do that next week. I mean, Who do is, you think would join? I don't know. We need to really market this podcast. Cal and then? Kate would join, I think. Oh yeah. I was gonna give Cal a shout out. He said probably one of the nicest things to us about our podcast. Did he? He said we're a hoot. Yes. mean me made my day.
0: Absolutely. Five-star review. 400 billion percent serious made my day. That's awesome. You're a hoot. Um, well, my whole agenda with this is that I I want to urge us as a church and urge um, anyone listening, especially just if you're living in Clinton, that if you're a Christian, then you're um, cultivating a culture. Mm-hmm. And like at Hope City, I want us to cultivate a culture of celebration. Yeah. <clears throat> and that celebration is rooted in the good news of Jesus. So we something we could point to and say, hey, despite even our best efforts at rebuilding something that may crumble, like this house that we're in, I love my house that we bought. Um, it's old and I want to restore it, all that. But, you know, derecho could come through and blow my roof off and then it's done mm-hmm. or whatever. But the gospel is eternal. Like the work of Christ, it is finished and there's nothing I could say or do that change that. So I could point to that and say that's where my hope rests, not yeah. in this other stuff, and that it should be a cause for us to celebrate.
1: Well, and I think it's really cool too. We've been talking for a half hour, mm-hmm. all over the map of mm-hmm. the topics that we talked about, but there are joyful things that we're talking about. We're really? not like spending a half hour ragging on things. Like, right? It's all because of Christ. That's like, right. That we're doing this. Like,
0: now that's all a hoot.
1: The, Yeah, that is a hoop. <laughs> I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. It's just if it wasn't for Christ. We wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't have anything to talk about on this podcast. We wouldn't be having things to brag about on this podcast. Right. We'd just be a do gooder social club. Yeah. And all those do gooder social clubs are closing their doors. So, because I don't, I just think it's cool. Like, we, I only, I'm in my head because I'm organizational and OCD. I'm thinking of what's our comment, sex, like our tagline going to be for this podcast because there's no subject. It's just all over the place. But I'm like, I don't care. It's fun. Like we just talked about a whole bunch of things and just were able to connect it all back to Christ and joy.
0: Yeah. I think creating culture. Swish. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. This is a good half hour. Something to chew on. This gives us fodder. I think for next week, we can talk about some, one of these little topics that we, one of these paragraphs we could pick out and say, this is what we could talk about next week. Maybe comment on the Facebook or YouTube, what you think we should talk about next week. Yeah,
1: that'd be sweet. Cool. If we get one comment, that'd be a win. Okay, <laughs> we're looking. We're relying Kate, on like, you. Kate, where you at?
0: Uh, cool. So, yeah, we just hope that whether you're a member of Hope City Church or if you're someone who's just listening, looking in, and looking to be encouraged, we hope that this podcast was helpful for you to live for the glory of Jesus and the joy of our local community.